You're listening to Unscripted with Alex, a podcast that empowers young families to make choices that are best for them and their children. Your third birth, a pregnancy. You didn't have gestational diabetes. No. And you got to have a beautiful home Yes. Now, before we go into that, Mm -hmm. you also have a business now that rents out birth pools, which we will get more into that at the end. But did you have that business before your home birth? Yes. Okay. So you got to test and use your own equipment. Yeah. So I used a pool for my second, which was from this business that I ended up purchasing. Okay. Um, So it was through a mutual friend of mine and we sort of got chatting at a hen's party of all things. (laughs) And she said, I'm thinking of selling the business. And I'm like, okay. What do you want for it? What's involved? How many pools have you got? Like we went through all of that and we sort of started chatting and then she put it online maybe a few weeks later and she said that the business was up for sale. And so I jumped straight on. I was like, tell me more. What do you want for it? Tell me all the details. And she came back to me and I'm like, I'm going to have a chat to my hubby. I'm going to chat to my parents because I'm like, at this stage, I think I was five months pregnant with my third. I was like, can I do this (laughs) with three kids under four? is this possible? Is this possible for me to take on now while I'm at the end of my pregnancy? Um, so I sort of chatted to my parents, my, my husband, and they're like, go for it. You are so passionate about it. Go for it. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. So I bought the business off her. I rebranded, I expanded. Um, she was living out in green bushes, which was a bit of a struggle to get the pools into like the Bunbury area, which is where they were wanted the most. Um, so she said it needs to be in Bunbury. It needs to be more local for people. Um, so once I started advertising that I was in Bunbury, it sort of, yeah, started getting bigger and I took on her clients as well. So that was sort of a part of the sale. Um, what are you called? Southwest, Southwest birth pool hire. So we do birth pools, tens machines, and I've just started oh i've just bought a birth stool and a birth sling so i'm starting to sort of play around with those as well what is a birth sling so you hang it you can hang it from your ceiling but i've got a mobile one so you hang it from the back of your door and you kind of like just hang in it in late labor so you can do it in all different positions you can sit in it you can squat in it you can um use so like you know like the rebozo sling so you putting like counter pressure. So you, you've got two handles and you can sort of pull up on it. You can be doing it on your birth ball. You can do it on your hands and knees. You sort of swing with it. It takes sort of like that. If you don't, especially if you don't want a water birth, it sort of, it lets you sort of be a bit more free and it takes all that pressure off all your joints. So, cause actually I heard you saying that I've forgotten how heavy you feel at oh, the end. Yeah. And you can do that technique with your partner where they pop the rebozo under, under your tummy, yeah, your and hands take, and knees. Yeah, and they, just like they take your weight off you, so they oh. hold the baby for a bit. And I remember feeling, oh my god, that's you can so breathe good. again. Yeah, and then they give it back to you, like, whoa, that's so heavy. Yeah. So yeah, you're doing it during your labour. That's it's um, that's so good. Yeah, so I've just started that. And the pools in that go to the Bunbury area only. Uh, no, they can go wherever. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I'm happy. All southwest. Just, yeah. So Bunbury Hospital is the only hospital okay. that allow the pools and that's only because they do allow water births there. So not all hospitals allow water births, but they do allow water births there and it's only because there is a communal bath at the Bunbury Hospital. That sounds a bit... Yeah, but well, everyone's <laughs> jumping in the communal bath and having their babies. <laughs> so they've, I think they've got three birth suites at Bunbury Regional 
um, but they've only got one bath and that's out sort of in the corridor in a separate bathroom. So it's in a – like oh. once you're in there, that's yours. Yeah, okay. No one else can come yeah. in and yeah. <laughs> jump in with you. Um, but it's just one and so whoever gets is, it yes, gets it. so it's first in best dressed. Mm. So women that are going in thinking, oh, I'm going to have this beautiful water birth and then they get there and someone's in the bath, they can't. So that you've got an ensuite in your labour suite, but it is just a shower. So there's enough room in those birth suites um, to have a pool. So they do it. And because majority of the staff there are water birth trained, they allow it. So So if you want to guarantee a water birth in Bunbury Hospital. It's not 1,000% guaranteed, but but it's a huge amount. So one of the birth suites is completely set up with the hoses, the pumps and everything like that. So I just hire the pool and the air pump and the liner and they it's in a rolling suitcase and they just take it with them with the rest of their stuff when they go in for labor <laughs> i've got my pool yeah <laughs> so no one knows what it is it's just in a you know hardcover suitcase yeah on wheels so when they're when you're wheeling when usually it's husband or <laughs> with the pillow and the everything your suitcase and their suitcase and a bag and <laughs> so they're like wheeling it all Wheel up it and all. you're like <laughs> that's usually what happens um uh, but yeah, hi that. And then I also do home birth kits. So anyone wanting a home birth, that includes everything. So it includes a mirror, thermometer, grey water hose, clean water hose, submersible pump, air pump, pool, and liner. Everything so, so you can have everything. A, your and water tap birth adapters, at home. yeah. So anything to do with the water birth, yeah, that you want at home is all included in that as oh, well. Gorgeous. So and then yeah, the tens machines. So they can be hired from anyone really anywhere if you want it posted i'll have i'm happy to post it to you i don't mind but i'm lucky that mum and dad are down in bustledon so i do pick up and drop offs in bustledon as well so they don't have to come to bunbury to get them and Um, while we're on it did you use the tens at all or no no? i think because with the first two because my contractions were minute on minute off i just wanted to be in the water straight away um and with my third it was such a quick labor i same again i just wanted to be in the water Whereas tens work really well when you're having those early stages of labour, so you know the contractions every ten, fifteen minutes, the back labour, that kind of stuff. So it works really well, really early on. So um, the earlier you put it on, the more beneficial it is later on in your labour. Um, okay, I must have put it on probably too late, <clears throat> and they put it on, and then just as they got it on, I had a contraction or a surge, and I was like, "Get it off, get it off, get it off," and it was quite later on yeah so some people and i was like just get me back in the pool it just doesn't do anything for them but i think probably 90 percent of 95 percent of women that have hired them from me say how amazing they are so Mm. i've heard the minute Mm. that they started getting those contractions um they put the thing on and because you can control it yourself so no one else is in charge of that so you're in complete control of Mm. when to boost when to release when to boost when to release so Mm. you're you're in control. So I think that gives you that extra bit of like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm doing this myself. I'm doing this without pain relief, like that kind of stuff. And the other thing is the TENS works with any other form of pain relief except for water for obvious reasons. Yeah, I don't know. No, we don't need that. <laughs> but it can work with epidural. It can work with, you know, gas and air. It can work with morphine. It can work anything. Fabulous. So, yeah, it works with all of that as well. So, And so your third birth you conceived naturally again. Yes. Yeah. And pretty much straight away or? Uh, first go. First go. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, now we know exactly what we're doing. So, Did you track um, mucus 
or just knew your cycle? No, I knew my cycle. Having endometriosis for me meant a very consistent cycle, 28 days, not a day over, not a day under. Like that's what it was. So I kind of knew exactly when I would be ovulating. Um, I did get the ovulation sticks, so I did track it that way. I think my second was about 15 months and we kind of hummed and hard whether to go again. And I'd always wanted four kids. My husband was two. Oh, and our, go in the middle. <laughs> our, our second was um, we had a bit of a rough run with him. So I was like, what if we have another really hard, like, not that they're hard baby, like it was hard on everybody because then it was taking time away from like my eldest. It was taking time away from, you know, social things and all the, all the rest of it. So I kind of went, okay, what's another baby like our second going to be for the other two if that happens so in the end I think my husband just said we're doing it and I'm like okay because <laughs> you don't know you can't you, you can't, can't say you, you can't, can't answer nope, that no nope, not at all and you so, would just work it out if it had to, if yeah, it was to be that yeah. way so yeah first first <sighs> try so good. and you obviously had set straight away in your mind that you were going to go for this home, home birth with the MGP program again Do you find yourself constantly reaching for sugary foods? It's no secret that eating too much sugar can wreak havoc on your gut health. Not only does it feed bad gut bacteria, but it can also cause inflammation and damage to the gut lining. Fatika Co's Gut Health Protocol is here to help. Our simple four-week reset program is designed to remove triggers and unwanted microbes, supporting you through your sugar hangover and repairing the gut. So why wait? Start feeling better today with Batika Co's Gut Health Protocol. I honestly think the minute the lines came up, which I think I was seven days early, so I was like, I'm testing, like I don't care, and I saw the faintest line. I think maybe from then I self-referred to the MGP program because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not missing out on my home birth before any bloods, before any ultrasounds, like nothing. I sort of said to them, I was like, I hear that this particular midwife that I had with my first at St. John's, I hear that she's over with the MGP program now, and she's like, yeah, she's just started. She's not qualified yet for home births, and I was like, oh, damn it. Um, but she said, but you're – midwife that you had with your second is still available and I was like yep she was great like you know to the point where she'd come in and she'd um Watson would call my eldest would call her Omar like which is grandma but she would come in and um yeah she'd be like Omar's here like (laughs) she came in and we'd have a cuppa and we'd message each other and yeah it was really really beautiful so I got her for this birth and so you kind of get to choose your midwife. Well, in a, way, in a way. And then they stick with you through yeah. the whole thing. I wish we had that in Bustledon. Yeah. So unfair. It's, I'm hoping it's coming because uh, Margaret River have just got it. Oh. Bridgetown have got it. <sighs> Come on, Bustledon. And then they've got CMP in Perth. And then I think <clears throat> they've got one in Broome. So this, they're definitely getting yeah. there. But everyone needs access to it. And because your only option down here is private midwife, which mm. is... It's only two. thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's expensive. It's expensive as well as there is only two down here and there's one up in Bunbury. Mm. Okay. So it can be a bit tricky um, to find that, whereas MGP program, it's all under the healthcare system. Mm. So you don't have to pay for any of it, which is great because they were training this other midwife, Leanne. She's amazing. I'll just, um, they were training Leanne to become a home birth qualified midwife. So she was like, she's your second. And I'm like, Awesome. I get both. Awesome. They know your births. They know yeah. your body. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, Christina left 
a few months into my pregnancy with my third. So Leanne became my number one. And by that stage, she was qualified for a home birth. So I was like, I'm so happy. And I did know of other midwives having like, you don't get the same midwife every single appointment, obviously, you know, because they've got other mums. So if they're out at a birth or out at another check, then, you know, you will meet other midwives, which is a good thing because if on the day that you have baby, um, it is whoever's on call. Sometimes they can work it out that it is your midwife that arrives, but sometimes it has to be the second or maybe the third. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get to know a few different faces. So it's not just like, whoa, when they're coming into your house, especially for a home birth. So um, I got to know a few different midwives. I'm lucky that one was from my previous birth and another one I knew outside of this sort of the birth world. Um, And yeah, so I had a pretty good pregnancy and under MGP, I got cleared for GD. So I was like, it's all happening. (laughs) So I did the hypnobirthing class again because we were planning on the home birth. I was like, I just want to refresh on this because I've got absolutely no access to drugs now like oh yeah you're at home you're at home that's it like you're on your own <laughs> so i was like i just wanted to make sure i was like i know i can do it but i just wanted to be 100 percent sure i was like comfortable with it all the rest of it yeah we got to 40 weeks 40 weeks came and went and i was like kind of expected that my babies like to cook but then i was on another time crunch so i was only allowed until 42 weeks to have it to, to- have a home birth mm, okay Otherwise, I'd have to go to the hospital. We got to 41 weeks. (laughs) And by, I think, 37 weeks, again, I was doing everything. everything. I think I I ended up having eight rounds of acupuncture, which is pretty full on. And it's like a two-hour stint every time. Oh, wow. So it's that's pretty full on. Um, Yeah, acupressure, clary sage, pineapple, like anything I could think of. Other than castor oil, I did it all. (laughs) (laughs) We did everything. I was having a few tightenings here and there. I definitely lost my mucus plug. I'm like, things are happening, but not happening in a way. Every check, every after 41 weeks, they like to put you on the CTG monitor every few days, kind of like my second. So I was in the um, MGP clinic. I was like, while you're there, do a stretch and sweep, like get things moving. And I went, I think I sat at four centimetres for two weeks. Oh, wow. From, I think I had my first check or my first stretch and sweep just before 40 weeks maybe maybe 39 weeks and I was four centimeters and I was still four centimeters the day before my four my 42nd week so I sat at four centimeters for so long and it was at that last appointment my midwife said I don't think bub's in the right position I think their head's tilted a little bit, so they're not letting you dilate anymore she said because I can stretch you to like a six but the minute she like let goes, it goes back to a four. Don't. She said, I don't know what to do. So she called my doctor at the time and I think we were all kind of hoping that he would be like, yeah, come on in, I'll break your waters and you can go home. It can't happen under the MGP program. Really? As I think a private midwife can do it, but obviously I didn't have that access. So my midwife sent me home. Yes, yeah, so I was 41 and six and she said go home and do lunges and squats and do anything to reposition bub reposition bub she said just do it all and i'm like okay so i got home and i'm like i said to my husband like i'm a whale at this point i've got two kids like hanging i'm like i'm doing my lunges and i'm squatting and i'm come on kids help mommy do a lunge (laughs) i'm doing everything possible i've got my two-year-old climbing on my back at one point i'm like oh come on 
And I went into my doctor's appointment on my like at 42 weeks. I think I had a doctor's appointment with him first thing in the morning. And my husband took, took the morning off work and he to come with me. And I went in and he said, as much as I just want to break your waters, he said, I can't break them just to make you happy. And I'm like, okay, please. He said, look, I'll do another stretch and sweep. And he said, hopefully that gets things going. And I'm like, this is like my seventh at this point. I was like, it hasn't helped before kind of thing. So he did an internal and he said, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, what? And he said, you're six centimetres. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he said, are you not having any contractions? And I'm like, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so from Some women would be listening to this going, oh, my God, I was in seriously yeah. like a lot of contractions at and six. Until six. Yeah, and that was with both the boys. I was like that. Like at six centimetres, I was like, oh, like what am I going to do? But. Yeah, I was sick. I was walking around with no contractions at six centimetres. He's like, if I stretch you anymore, you're going to be at a 10 and baby's coming. Baby's coming. Um, so he said, I'm hoping I don't see you tomorrow, but if you're still going, I'll see you at 7am at the hospital for induction. So I was like, okay. So he said, go for a walk, do whatever you got to do, sit on your football. So my husband pulled up after the appointment. I said to him, we're getting this baby out today and he's like okay i'm like drive to the lookout in bunbury the lookout tower in bunbury we're walking it i thought you were gonna say get in bed we're gonna have sex <laughs> we were doing that for the, first, the last few weeks <laughs> by this point i was like no no we're. that's not good enough no, <laughs> it's not working so um yeah we went to the lookout tower in bunbury and i walked up to the top and i think halfway up there was um these two older couples walking down they're like good on you love keeping active and healthy during your pregnancy i'm like i'm 42 weeks pregnant and i'm getting this baby out and she's like good on you <laughs> so yeah we got um got to the top and i was like he's like anything <laughs> as if it was going to happen like shadow i'm like nothing we sort of stood up there and we had a bit of a chat of what was going to happen the next morning with induction and all the rest of it luckily my mother-in-law had t- had taken my- the two boys away for the whole day because she's like this is your last day of pregnancy whether it was going to end up in natural or induction. Um, she said, so I'll just take the boys. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> like, um, So we sort of stood up there and I was like, okay, like your mum will come and get the kids. If they're still asleep, she'll just come and stay at our house. Like we went through all of that. And I was like, I need to pack a bag. So at that point I hadn't even thought about hospital. I was like, I'm not even going to let it come into my brain. We walked down and I sat in the car and he's like, anything? <laughs> I was like, uh, a few little niggles but nothing so i said oh, i might as well go do my food shop <laughs> so <laughs> might as well get some groceries <laughs> so we went to woolies and i'm walking around the shops and he'd gone to the butchers and he met me in woolies and at that point i was like standing at the trolley and i had my arms over the trolley and my eyes closed and he's like are you having a contraction i'm like i think so <laughs> and he's like okay i'm like but they're only like 20 seconds and every 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, that's nothing, really. We finished up at the shops. We got something from the bakery. We went home. And on the way home, we're driving down our street. And I, we were chatting away. And I just went silent. And I closed my eyes. And I was breathing, like doing the deep breathing. And it lasted, my contraction lasted for about a minute. And I looked up, like I opened my eyes and looked up. And my husband's just grinning from ear to ear. And he's like, that was a good one, wasn't it? And I'm like, yep. And he goes, I think you're having a baby. And I'm like, I think so as well. So we went home and I um, 
I sat up at the kitchen bench and I was like, I've got to eat my lunch. Like I've got to have something in my tummy. So I sat there and I had ate my lunch and straight after my lunch, I'd had a few more contractions and I rang my midwife and I'm like, um, my surges are coming. I said, they're not consistent. There's one that's lasting for a minute, but then there's like a six minute break. The others are lasting like 40 seconds. And she's like, oh, when they get a bit closer, like, you know, give me a call. She said, I'm at the hospital with another birth. But she said, when I finished here, I'll meet you at your house. And I'm like, okay. She said, if you feel like you need anyone, give Megan a call. And I'm like, okay, that was my, that was the second midwife. 10 minutes later, I'd had two back to back and I'm like, I'm going to call Megan. And my husband's like, okay, should I start feeling the pull? And I'm like, yep. Like if I was already six centimeters, like I don't know what this was doing. So I called Megan and she's like, uh, I've, I know what's going on. I'm ready to go. I've got my bags in the car. I'm on my way to you. And I'm like, okay. So she got there, I think just after one, about one thirty, and I'm in the bedroom. So I've got, my sister was arrived as well. I've got my blinds closed because it's middle of summer, middle of the day. So I'm like trying to get as dark as possible. Got my playlist going. My husband's setting up the pool. Um, you know, got my positive affirmations, my fairy lights, like, just is it was my bedroom as well like it wasn't even in the living room it was in my bedroom I was like I can go to the shower to the, like back to the pool if I need to so my midwife rocked up and we were chatting away and we we're having a bit of a laugh and my sister was like do you think it's back like, to my midwife do you think it's going to happen soon and she's like oh they're still a bit inconsistent and by this stage I'd been bouncing on my ball for a while and the minute I stood up they were like thick and fast surges and I'm like this baby doesn't want me to sit, so I need to stand. So I was like, okay. Rock the baby out. <laughs> so I was like, I looked at my midwife and I'm like, I'm going to get in the shower. And she's like, go, go get in that shower. So I got in the shower and I was on my ball in the shower and she kept coming in and she was like kneeling. There's a beautiful photo of her like kneeling down, like looking up at me. And she was just like reassuring me and telling me, you know, like um, soft lips because I was like holding a lot of tension in my lips. She's like soft lips, soft breaths your music listen to your music your baby knows what to do you know what to do like all of these things so she changed with my husband so then my husband had come in and by this stage i i think you would go into such a your own little world and by this stage my photographer had rocked up my student midwife had rocked up like my husband came in and i had my eyes closed at this point for ages and he sort of whispered in my ear and he said do you want to get in the pool and i'm like can i and he could actually see i was in transition Oh. I didn't know it. He's he seen saw, it now. He's twice seen before. it twice. He could see that like my my noises changed, my demeanor changed, my body language. He knew that I was in transition. He is a pretty amazing yeah. with everything yeah. you've said so far. Yeah. He's, he's so he's incredible. in tune and yeah. like talking the affirmations. Yeah. So what do you have your first surgery? be like, that was a good one. <laughs> so great. I'm so excited. Um yeah, he was that guy at the, like, the positive birth programs. He's like, can we go again? Like, can we do it again? Like, so yeah, he's all for like the natural, like the breastfeeding. He's very, very supportive and all of that. I'm very, very lucky. So, um, yeah, I sort of said to him, can I? And he sort of was like, oh, I'll double check. <laughs> so he sort of asked Megan. He's like, can she get in the pool? And she's like, yep. So I think I got in the pool about quarter to three, I think, by this stage. And... I, w- I remember walking out of the bathroom and I sort of opened my eyes for the first time and I was like, everybody's here. <laughs> Welcome to my birth. <laughs> so Your like, family? No. So I just had my sister okay. again. So she's been to all three of my births. Um, Has she had her own baby? No, no, oh, not wow. yet. Yeah. So 
come on. Yeah, she knows what to expect. <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think she will hopefully go down similar path to me. Yeah. So, But, yeah, she was she was just sitting on the bed. Um, I think most people were just sitting on the bed. My photographer sitting in the chair, my feeding chair. And I sort of was like, open up my eyes. I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> They're like, hi. How did you feel in that moment? Was it excitement or did you feel like, oh, no, Total I didn't excitement. want them there? Or, okay. Total excitement. I was like, every, and I think this happened with my first two as well. The minute another midwife stepped into the room, I'm like, we're doing this. Okay. This baby's coming. So it gave me that boost. Okay. And I think walking out to everybody there, I was like, this is my boost that I need. I'm like, yes, they're all here for me. They're all supporting me. They're all holding space for me. Oh, I've actually just got goosebumps. <laughs> so it was, it was really, really special. Um, so I got in the pool and, yeah, sort of the same thing. Like my noises became really animalistic, like those real deep groans. A funny story, actually. I could hear a car because I had my eyes closed pretty much the whole time and I could hear a car pulling up the driveway. And I'm like, oh, it's Joe. It's my second midwife. And then they knocked and I'm like, she wouldn't have knocked. Like, what the hell? Anyway, I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting a birth pool delivery because I'd ordered another pool for my stock. Oh, it's the postie. <laughs> it was the courier. <laughs> and the front door is right next to our bedroom. So I could hear him having a conversation with my husband. He's like, is this Southwest birth pool? Why? Well, I'm like, <laughs> and I sort of came out of my trance and I'm like, I'm getting a delivery. And they're all like yeah, you're having a baby. And I'm like, no, a birth pool. And they're like, we all just cracked up laughing. <laughs> so it's a photo of me like in full serious mode, like in a trance. And then there's like seconds later me like bursting out laughing because I'm like, who gets a birth pool delivered? Like the minute, like as I'm in a birth pool delivering a baby, like it was so, so funny. funny. Um, yeah, but I wasn't in there for very long and I could feel – a lot of pressure and I had the mirror between my legs. I don't think I was really looking at it though. Um, looking back now, my photos are amazing through the mirror. Like, because oh. yeah, obviously Zoe got some really cool photos of Bub's head and the mirror and me. Yeah, it was very, very special. But I had a lot, a lot of pressure and then I knew I was about to pop my waters. I, I don't know, I just knew it and I was like, there goes. And then I was like, my waters. And she's like, okay, yep, all good, no worries. And then seconds later, Bub's head was there. Like, wow. Yeah. So my waters Very came. Quick. It was like my waters were holding Bub there. And then, um, yeah, head came out and I was on my hands and knees. Well, I was on my knees in the pool and I was feeling for Bub. And yeah. And then it's really interesting in the pool, especially, you can actually feel, I felt it a lot with my second. You can actually feel baby turning. Oh, you can. To get into position once their head's out. And I felt it again. I was like, okay, Bab's turning, turning, like into the perfect position. And then, yeah, the body followed. And I picked up Bub on my own, so no one else. So I picked Bub up and put Bub on my chest and leant back. And I sort of did the same thing. I was like, I did it. And I've got these photos, like, cracking up laughing. <laughs> and the same with my second and my third. And I was like, I just, I did it. Like, I've had this baby and I did it all by myself and naturally and no interventions and no, you know, like drip in my hand and I'm not in a hospital and I don't know, it was just out of this world. It was incredible. And my husband 
looked with both the boys to see what we were having. And I was convinced I was having another boy. I was like, I'm a boy mum. That's just what I'm going to be. I'm a boy mum. And I've had bub on my chest and I felt between their legs. And I'm like, I can't feel anything. Like there's nothing there. And I was like, no. So I felt again. And then my midwife, Megan, she's like, are you going to tell us? I'm like, it's a girl. <laughs> and then I don't think my husband believed me because there's a, there's photos of me showing him like three times, like, <laughs> look, like, there's nothing there. And then he burst into tears. And then, of course, everyone in the room, there wasn't a dryer in the house. <laughs> so, oh, my second midwife rocked up as Bub's head was out. Oh. So she just made it. Yeah. So she was there as well. So I think yeah, there was probably about eight people in my bedroom, including us, obviously, in my bedroom. And there wasn't a dry eye. Once my husband started crying, there was everyone. It set off everybody. I was like, what do I do with a girl? Like, I wasn't ready for this. I've got like one bow. <laughs> one bow. <laughs> one bow and one little swaddle, like as a just in case, like pff, never was going to happen. Oh. Um, and, yeah, so I think I was in the pool for maybe – Half an hour. That was it. So, oh, wow. Oh, for the birth, mm. half an hour in total. And then did yeah. you stand there for a little bit with the skin to yeah, skin? Yeah, we and, did skin to skin. Um, and I, the birth I, wanted a physio- I wanted a physiological third stage yep. again um, and I wanted a lotus birth this yeah. time, leaving bub connected while you birth the placenta. I was getting a few contractions but nothing was really happening. So Megan, my midwife, she's like, put her on the boob and, you know, get her to feed. So, yeah, the second I put her on my boob, it was like, my uterus started that full-on contraction. I was like, okay, yep, placenta's coming. So I birthed placenta in the pool. And then once placenta was out, um, I got helped, you know, by everybody. Like I had my midwife on one side, my husband on the other, my sister behind me, all helping me to the bed while I was holding bub. And I think my husband's got the placenta in a, in a container. <laughs> we move over to the bed. So by this stage, I think it had been half an hour, maybe a little bit longer. So she was connected for a very, very long time. And then my husband cut the cord on the bed and then we got a little bit more skin to skin and everyone kept telling me how long she was and I'm like oh she's not that big like I feel like she's maybe between the boys so about eight and a half they're like no she's really long and I'm like nah like you know and then my photographer took a photo above me with her across my chest and she showed me and she's like look and I'm like oh yeah she's really long (laughs) so she got taken over um to be weighed and measured and uh, Megan's like, she's 4.2 kilos. <laughs> she's nine pounds eight. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and I did that oh all by my myself. Gosh. And here they're telling you earlier on that it's a big baby and it was only eight and a half. Yep. And, now you- and, and I never got told anything this time. Gosh. Like I was having my little, you know, I had my 20-week ultrasound and then I had a few bedside ultrasounds with my GP, but he never once indicated big or small, nothing. He was just like, yep, it's a healthy baby. And it just goes to show, though, that your baby's designed for your body and that you can birth a big baby. And she was my easiest by wow. far. She was like my quickest labor, I think. Midwife got there at one thirty. She was out by 20 past 3. Um, and that's because she was able to go to full term as yep, well. Yeah, 42 weeks, like bang on. Um, yeah, so she was, yeah, by far, I think, big babies, squidgy babies. They're easy to push out. Yeah. <laughs> the, the skinny little... Bony ones, they're, they're a bit harder. So my second was a bit harder. He was at seven pounds, but he was, yeah, like skin and bones. And did but, it feel different? Like did you did it feel easier because it was your third as well or did you not – did it still have the same kind of ring of fire? Nah, so happening? I think 
going naturally is so different. And everyone's like, oh, but you only had your waters broken. I'm like, yeah, but you're interfering with that. You're interfering with the system. Just breaking your waters. My baby wasn't ready. So it's like all of a sudden like, oh, hang on a second. With her, because we just let it be, she was ready and I was ready and I don't know. It was just That dance of hormones is allowed to happen. she was out, I was like, I could do this again. And they're like, you're crazy. I was like, no, I could like right now. I could do it again. I never had doubts this time. I never cried. I didn't scream. I didn't, I don't know. I was just so focused on, yeah, like I'm having my baby at home, which is what I've always dreamed of. And it's just so different. Like it's your familiar smells, familiar sounds, the comfort of your own bed, your own bathroom. Um, you don't feel like you're stepping on people's toes. Not that, you know, they make you feel that way in the hospital, but you kind of feel like, oh, can I ask for that? Can I do this? Can I go there? My husband's out making cuppers for, for everybody. Yeah. Like he was laying on the bed at one point. My sister was like she's making a book for – she makes a book for all my kids now out of felt. So she was like sitting on the bed doing that at one point. I was like it just – it is what it is at that point. But, yeah, so she was here at 20 past three. We got a lot of skin to skin. I went to have a sh- – oh, I did have a second – well, nearly a second-degree tear, but it I was, was – going to ask you. Um, not in the same spot. It was internal, which is so different to external tearing, okay. to internal tearing. So do they do any – She offered. She said, I would suggest a few stitches. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Um, and I was bracing myself <laughs> for the – Anesthetic. <laughs> didn't feel a thing. Oh. Internally, I think it's just so different to that external – tenderness um internally I was fine and the recovery was so much better as well with that so after that I went and had my shower and while I was in the shower my midwife and my student midwife are like have got the placenta out on the bench and they're checking it all and my photographer's taking photos and we put that in a container and put it in the fridge because that was being encapsulated as well came back out into the room and my sister and husband had had their cuddles and um, they dressed her and wrapped her up and then I'm sitting on my feeding chair and get, got one last check over by my midwife and she was like, we're out. See ya. This is like 5 o'clock, 5.30. In the afternoon? Yeah. So oh, from wow. 20 past 3 to 5.30 they oh. were there and then she's like, do you want us for anything else? And I'm like, no. Nah. And was it just you and Bub and husband? Yeah, and, my and- sister – she was there. She yeah. left the room, I think, because we did tell my mum and dad to come up from Bustleton if okay. they wanted to. And we called, obviously, his dad, my mother-in-law who had the kids, and we sort of let her know as well what had happened. And she was like, well, I'll keep the boys here and feed them and bath them, and then she'll, I'll bring them back for bed. Oh, okay. Like, so okay. they got to come home that night and meet their new little sister. sister. Yeah. So um, my sister sort of left us. It was just me and my husband at one point and Bob and oh. – then my mum and dad rocked up with dinner, even better. Oh, so good. So they rocked up with a big shepherd's pie and I was like, yes. Oh, shepherd's pie. I've got to put that on the list for next time. <laughs> so they rocked up. Um, they got to meet Bob and about an hour later, half an hour later, my mother-in-law arrived with my two sons and they came in um, and they were kind of like, like creeping around the door. They're like, what's going on? And I was like, your baby's here. And they're like. Our baby like <laughs> so it took him a little while and um yeah so I sat in the bedroom with her for all night and it didn't leave didn't leave that bedroom and 
and my husband put the kids to bed. Like my parents left, my mother in law left, my sister left. Um, my husband put the kids to bed at about seven thirty, eight o'clock, and we were just laying in bed with our daughter next to us. Like, oh, such a I don't know. It was just story. it was oh. so amazing, and then. You know, you don't have nurses coming in every four hours to do obs. You don't have the noises. You don't have the other babies screaming. You don't have shared facilities no. like in a you know in, in a regional hospital. You might have you might be in a room with another person. So you don't have shared facilities. You, I don't know. It's just the interruption. Just I think of people coming in every three to four hours to do obs and tell you time to feed your baby, time yep. to feed your baby. And you're like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so nice. Yeah. So completely different oh, experience. Yeah. So I've had, I've kind of got done it like I did private hospital, public hospital, water birth, and then, yeah, my home birth. And oh, so lovely. And did you so do amazing. any tandem feeding there? Or no. Did you need, so my second, he weaned at about 18 months. So I think I was about three months pregnant when he weaned. Um, and I think he was just like, oh, there's nothing here. I'm kind of over I'm it. Out. I went away for the weekend and I was like, <laughs> I said to my husband, he's all yours. <laughs> And I came back and he was like, he slept all night, both nights. And I'm like, typical. I'm at that point where I'm like, I'm ready to go away now. (laughs) (laughs) I went to Perth for a girlfriend's 30th and I couldn't pump anything because I had nothing to pump. So I said, he's all yours. (laughs) Good luck, have fun. (laughs) So I don't know if my husband slept through him screaming or if he just slept. But quite possible. Husbands are pretty good at doing that. Yeah. (laughs) So by... The night I came home, I said to my husband, it was so nice to just have a bit of a break. Yeah, and a full night's sleep. Um, yeah, and so he said, well, do you want to try it tonight? And I'll put him to bed while you're in the house. And I'm like, yep. And he was a bit funny. Took him half an hour and he was fine. And that was it. I was like, okay. So I had, I think, a six-month break before I started feeding again. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much no for sharing all of these beautiful <laughs> stories. All three of them are still such lovely, positive stories. And it's really nice to hear how you were empowered. You were able to bring your power back in all of those yeah. scenarios and that we Definitely. can do that. Oh. We just need to ask those why and yep. come to Have an agreement. Have your village around you. Yeah. Do the courses. Yeah. Know what you, you know, know your rights as well. Yeah. But I think, yeah, so many women have in their heads that this is how it's got to be and it doesn't. Yeah. Any scenario can be a positive one if you let it. And I think, unfortunately, we have to negotiate so many things. Yes. But like you said, you can make it a positive situation and you can try and bring your power back. Yeah, definitely. In lots of scenarios, you can do that. If anybody wants to get in touch with you or find your birthing pools higher from Mm -hmm. you, how can they find you? Yeah, so I've got um, a website, so swbirthpoolhire.com.au or Facebook is just Southwest Birth Pool Hire. Instagram is sw.birthpoolhire. So on all those platforms and there's some – on my Instagram, I'm very lucky to have some of my beautiful mamas. They share their photos and videos and birth stories. So there's a lot of – pretty empowering photos on there, whether it's a hospital birth or a home birth. So, Oh, fabulous. We'll put all of that into the show notes as we always do so people can easily get in touch with you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Alex. This show was brought to you by Batika Co. 